here in the morning. And for some reason, after those bits play, you hear the you hear the voice guy at the radio station say, The Stansbury Show, tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock. It's like, no, it's on today, too. And for three years, I have begged this radio station to change that. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10. And for some reason, I can't get that done. So if some of you guys aren't listening, I guess maybe the confusion brought on to you by my own radio station is probably the reason why. I thought we didn't have to work until tomorrow. I was ready to go home. I was like, you know what? That's good news. Your boy needs to go back to bed. Every time I hear that makes me want to throw things down the hallway. I have begged, (laughs) begged, begged us to do it the way every single radio station in the history of the world has done it. No, 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 no. Rock 106.9 going to rethink the wheel. And screw it up. That's uh, that's the case there. As a matter of fact, dude, I, I got to get this off my chest, too. Get it off. I got yelled at yesterday for being here too long. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Friday, got yanked into the office. You guys leave too early. I need you to start hanging out more. Other employees of the radio station are bitching. I maintain that if they weren't in the parking lot smoking cigs, they right. wouldn't see us leave. Right. Nobody would know. Right. And everything would be okay. But whatever. So then I then changed this behavior. Because he's right. Like, we do kind of, like, run for the door. Because we prep from home, and we know that. So we're like, yeah, we're out of here. Right? So I was like, okay. Monday and yesterday, I was like, you know what? He's right about this. It's his job to manage the entire building. And what I don't need to doing things that make other people in his office taking time away from what he should be doing. Just because we're right doesn't mean that that's enough. I understand that. Right. I respect that. I He's get still that. dealing with it, right. even though we're right about it. Okay. And so I need to do what I need to do to help him not have to deal with that so he can focus on actual things that matter, okay. like telling people actually when this show is on the radio. Weekday mornings. <laughs> Which is weekday 10. mornings, 6 to 10. So, like, I'm sitting in the office yesterday. He's like, what are you still doing here? Go home. I was like, bro, you cannot. Dude, are we dating? Like, you can't have it both ways. You don't get both sides of the argument. Either you are mad that we're going home early or I'm here too long every day and I'm causing distractions for people in the building. Which one is it? Or just, dude, where am I allowed to be? After 10 o'clock, just dude, rope off an area of the building. Don't let another employee inside of it. And I'll sit there quietly on my thumbs. I don't get it. How do I make this happy? How do I make this situation better? I don't know what the answer is. I uh, I did not get that talk to yesterday, but I would assume that that's because I was in a roped off area yesterday, and I was like, you know what? Matt Fantone gonna, refuses to speak to anybody in this gonna, building. I'm just going to stay in here. I'm going to be quiet. And I'm going to stay out of trouble. Like that's my goal. Is like well, right. Is like well, if I don't, it, because I don't want to be you. Part, I mean, I'm not trying to like put that on you. I'm just saying I don't. You don't want to be yelled at I like me. Right. I don't want to go out there. And but then it wasn't he just saying to us, be out there, walk, walk the floor. Walk Talk to people. Be nice to the yeah. salespeople. That's, That's going to help you, you get the things accomplished that you want to get accomplished. I'm out there doing it. He comes back there, yells at me, tells me to go home. I can't. I can't figure him out. I cannot figure him out. And I think that that's what it is. He doesn't want you to be able to no, figure him out. He's a mystery wrapped in an enigma, dude. It's hard. It's he's, tough, dude. Dude, he's a, wrapped in bacon fat <laughs> is what he's wrapped in. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, he's pretty, pretty portly. He waddles, not walks. <laughs> Maybe this is a part of the problem. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't care. You know, I, I don't care. By the time he gets out of that, you know, sausage-induced coma, he won't even remember what the hell I had said. 
How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yesterday, I was uh, I was driving around doing the Uber thing, trying to make some extra cash there. End up picking this guy up, and I'm going to drive him to Akron. So, like, you know, that's half an hour plus. So I was like, well, well, you know, pretty much, you know, have a conversation here. So I'm talking to this guy, and he kind of tells me what he does. And he asks, like, oh, is this all you do? And I'm like, no, you know, I work at a radio station. And he refused to believe me. And I'm like, no, dude, like, this is what it is. Because you were working another job. Right. He's like, he's like, okay, all right. And then I kind of like shut it down. So like for the next 25 minutes, we were just kind of sitting in the car like, all right. See, now what you could have done is maybe turned on Rock (laughs) 106.9. And then like every three songs, you would hear an advertisement for the show that you're a part of. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait, 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 we don't do that either. This dude just did not believe me, and I wasn't going to, like, push it. Like, I didn't care. Like, it's not, sure, like, right. it's, not, it's not like I was like, no, dude, look at my ID. No, look at my pay stubs. Like, no. God knows no. I was going to show my pay stubs. No, 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 but, no, don't but, show anybody that. But there was, like, a little bit of, like, well, what, like, why don't you believe me? And I guess because, in, you know, my mind, it's like, well, dude, it's a radio station. It's not that big of a deal. A lot of people view the media, view stuff like this as, I don't know, something different something special something like upper you know upper crust and i'm well, like we're out to change that perception <laughs> i'm just like dude no this is this is just my side gig and he was just like okay all right and just shut down for the next 25 he didn't believe minutes you at all he didn't believe me at all so <laughs> i don't know it was just kind of one of those like all right well I, I guess i'll just drive you to akron then so <laughs> would you prefer people speak or don't speak during those rides um it depends like there's times when they will want to talk to you and it's like guy shut up you're not interesting I don't want to have to keep small talking with you right. because that's what it'll turn into is like, all right, we covered the small talk right. and like, he'll keep trying to like, well, but what about the weather? And I'm like, God, dude, like if we're not going to talk about something interesting, I'd probably just rather have you shut up, especially now, this week. Right, right. And that's, re- that's really close too. one of the things I do with Uber and I haven't done it this week because I've been a little bit, I don't want to say intimidated, but like I have the just forms. uninterested in the combos you're going to have. Well, I-, I have the forms to register people to vote in my car. Car. And like whenever somebody gets in my car, I would say, hey, are you a registered voter or have you moved since the last time you voted? You can fill this out. But this week I haven't done it just because I've been like, well, I don't want to have this conversation with somebody. If we get into the right. lane of politics, if we get into the lane of like voting and we get into the lane of like, you know, what's going on in the world today, then if I'm not exactly in line with that person in the back seat, it's going to turn uncomfortable really, for one of you really, really sure. quick. So, yeah. I, so this week I was just like, eh. I don't know. Maybe I won't do this. For every other Uber driver out there, we don't want to talk to you. (laughs) We don't. Some people do. I just want to get from where I'm going to where I've told you I need to be. Shut up. And much like being a waiter, you as an Uber driver need to be uh, aware aware of of the kind of person. Right. Like you need to be able to pick up those cues. Right. As a bartender, sometimes people do want to talk to you because they don't have anything else. And other times they're like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I just want a Miller Lite. Leave Leave me alone. alone. And you need to be savvy enough and and have enough like social, uh, you know, etiquette. Yeah. To to, to understand and recognize that. I I totally understand. I, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's like avoiding conversations this week. Like a matter of fact, I fell into a trap last night and yeah. started arguing with a stranger on Twitter. Ugh. Okay, Ugh. and it was all about the Colin Kaepernick situation. 
Okay. And the guy was like, that's why I don't support the racist ass NFL. Players don't have a voice. Players don't have a voice. The NBA gives them a voice. And I, all I said was, you do realize it's against NBA rules to protest the national anthem. You are not allowed to sit during the national anthem in the NBA. The NFL permits you. So this narrative that the NFL is like five times as racist as the NBA, who, by the way, like, uh, like, urban wear and started forcing guys to wear suits because they didn't like the optics on TV. That narrative that the NFL is more racist than the NBA is hysterical. It is absolutely 100% false. I do have this, though, and a doctor who specializes in concussions says your kids playing football equates to something you're not going to want to hear. And I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. I have Green Day tickets for you. 645. We'll get you hooked up with those. I slept apparently really wrong on like the wrong side of my neck or something last night. Like I it's stiff, it hurts, like I can't move my head to the left a whole lot. I'm in like uh, honestly, I'm in like a lot of pain. You have to get a chiropractor up in here or something. I might. It really hurts, dude. Like I was driving to work this morning and I was like looking to the left to like switch lanes and I was like, oh my god, I can't even move my head that far. Like it hurts really bad. Know how that happened. Throw them best of, dude. Let's punt, dude. Let's do it, man. Well, you know, tomorrow morning's when they said my boy's injured over here. I said, well, yeah, like you said. I mean, the radio station telling people the show's not on until tomorrow morning. So, I mean, why not? No, we have a job to do. I have bad news for, I think, for a lot of people. I've said for a while now, football is under attack in America. I feel like there's definitely certain people in the media that would like to see football taken down a peg. And so it's under attack for like their their views now and what they, you know what I mean? And and uh, apparently people consider the NFL to be a racist organization, which I, for the life of me, can't figure out. Um, you know, people point this out all the time. Nothing in America has made more black millionaires than the NFL. Um, Nothing's lot- changed life for, for, for black Americans any more than the NFL. On the flip side of that, a lot of people think the NFL is a, a safe space for radical ideology as well. I mean, plenty of people are looking at it like... Right. Like, you're letting Kaepernick do what he's doing. Right. You're, you're letting Marshawn Lynch do what he's doing. The NBA won't let you do that. So, so it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, that's why everybody's wrong. <laughs> like, the, everybody's wrong. All right? But the NFL is under siege by this CTE issue, I believe. All right? And I remember we, did, we talked to you about a study where they found 110 out of 111 former NFL players whose brains were donated, they found CTE in. And everybody went, oh, my God, see, this is a big problem. And what they didn't realize is, is that these brains were donated by families who were curious because of things they saw while the player was alive that CTE was an issue. This wasn't just randomly done by 111 random brains formerly that had been playing in the NFL. That's not what happened. These were people who were pretty sure CTE was the cause of some issues, had them tested, and they found out that that was true. That's not the same thing as 110 out of 111 average guys playing in the NFL end up with CTE. That does not, you cannot draw that line. But the doctor who discovered CTE and uh, had the movie made on his life, Will Smith ended up playing him. And the, the movie, I don't think, really did all that well. And I was surprised because Will Smith was in it. And normally he's like a box office like smash. 
But I just don't think people want to hear this message. I don't think people really want to hear that their favorite sport can be dangerous. I don't know if I need a movie about it. You know what I mean? Like you can you can you can make a compelling case and like say that hey, here's the evidence. I don't know if I need to sit down That's for fair. 145 minutes and watch that. I, I don't know what what, do you, what what story are you telling me for two hours that like I don't know. Right? I, yeah, I didn't I didn't like, feel compelled to watch that. Smacking heads together, not the greatest. Like yeah, I probably don't need a two hour movie on that. But Dr. Bennett Amalu, I believe is how you say his name, says allowing children to play football is tantamount to child abuse. He says here, CTE, an incurable brain disease, is definitely linked to concussions. CTE will slowly destroy neurons in the brain, which causes effects similar to Lou Gehrig's disease, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, he believes. He also told SI that it is impossible to make the game safer. He believes no one under the age of 18 should be playing football. Now, I don't know this to be true, but I'm hearing that the game has already been made safer. That helmets are better now than they were 25 years ago when I was a kid watching the NFL. That padding's better. That we've changed rules now. We don't let guys cut at the knees. We've made strides to make it safer. Right? Oh, I think it's undeniable just acknowledging that it's a problem, the advancement in the technology of the helmets and stuff, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's safe, period. You can say it's safer. Well, no, it's not going to be safe. Playing basketball isn't safe. Playing tennis isn't safe. You could be killed. Dude, a guy, I was on Sunday, I was on the golf course Sunday, and we were on the green getting ready to putt, and a guy teed off at the hole next to us and hit the ball, shanked it, and it came two inches from hitting my buddy John in the head. Had he got hit in the head, we were taking him to the hospital for sure. Golf's not safe either. No um, sport is safe. Safer than... Safer. But okay. again, we're that's degrees there. But nothing's safe, period. Well, right. I mean, you get hit in the head right. walking down the street. That's my point. Is that if, is, if, if we're making things safer, then that's the only thing you can do. Well, but you, you can get cancer from anything. You can get cancer just from being alive, but smoking cigarettes increases that risk. So it's safer not to smoke cigarettes, not meaning that you're automatically not going to have cancer. Yeah, difference there. Nobody's paying you $10 million a year to smoke Newports. That's not happening. This is this is a profession. You're choosing it. Nobody's eight year olds aren't getting paid ten million dollars to play football. Yeah, but there is a job at the end of the line. There is a job at the end of the line if you if if you're good enough. Now you have to be good enough. He says here someday there will be a district attorney who will prosecute for child abuse on the football field and it will succeed. He said it is the definition of child abuse. He says if you let your child play football, there is a one hundred percent risk of exposure. He said. But other doctors, coaches, coaches, and athletic trainers believe that increased awareness of concussions, improvement in protocols to determine head injury, and new helmet designs and new rules using the helmet as a weapon have led coaches to teaching techniques that improve player safety. There is a danger and there's a risk, he says. But Dr. Joel Pickett says there are risks to life. And he's a neurosurgeon with the Spine and uh, Neurocenter in Huntsville, Alabama. He told the news that evaluations are far more sophisticated than they were 20 years ago when the coach would ask the player if he remembered to play and knew what his assignments were. And that was good enough to leave him in the game. Now, I have said on the air, I would discourage my son from playing high school football. But I would not... If he wanted to play, I would ultimately probably let him play. But I would discourage it and I would push him towards other sports. Why? If you feel that both... 
I do believe there are risks in both things. Are there less risks in playing basketball? Yes. And also, I would push my son towards my sport, golf, because that way I could be with him while he's doing it and playing it with him. Also, it's the only sport in America where there's an old-timers league. Football, you get four years if you're lucky. Golf, you can play for 50 professionally. I want my kids to make smart, educated choices. That's a smart choice because it's a longer run. If I had daughters, I would, again, tennis, golf, play these sports that have old-timers leagues. That way you can make money while you're in your prime, and you can make money on the remember-me circuit versus putting my son in the NFL, and if you get three and a half years, you're lucky. That's why. I do believe there are dangers in playing football. Uh, I don't know you can call it child abuse to let your kids play. Are you making all these decisions based on the assumption that your kid's going to be a pro athlete? I... If I see talent in my kids that way, and I believe that if you work hard, I believe most people, you have to have a certain amount of God-given or whatever you want to call it, ability. I do know that. But you can hone crafts. You think Junior Edelman was the best football player on every team he's ever played on? No. Not even close. But he worked hard. That's the way it is. Like Some guys have to work harder than others to have their talent show. Look at Tom Brady. He was a six-round pick. Nobody coming out of Michigan, nobody thought he could play. He, that guy started working harder once he was in the pros and then became Tom Brady. I don't know if I can call letting your kids play football child abuse. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that either. I think that that's going a little too far. But do I agree that at some point a district attorney is going to sue for this and win in America? Yes. I do believe that that lawsuit will be won one day in this country. It will. I did. I was so early on all of this. It was like 12 years ago. Me and my roommate were sitting around, and I remember Butch Davis, coach of North Carolina, former Browns coach, brought doctors into the practice, and I remember the doctor saying on TV, and nobody covered it then. It was like it was said once on TV, and it went away for a decade. But the guy said, every hit is like a small car accident. And I remember looking at my friend Jessica saying, you just wait till mom start hearing that. Wait till moms start hearing that. And moms are the ones that make the decisions. They're the ones that sign the permission slips. And they're the ones that drive you to practice. And sooner or later, it's going to affect turnout. And I believe it has affected turnout. Now, pro football players and people close to the NFL say this. That most guys in the NFL didn't play peewee football, actually. That they came to it later in life. That it was one of those things that, honestly, you don't have to hit until you're 15. That if we stopped hitting at football until you're 15, you'd be fine. Because a lot of guys in the NFL right now, honestly, were basketball players. Or they played another sport that were too hard to get in, and there's more jobs in the NFL, so they shifted. I mean, dude, a lot of the NFL's undrafted. Like, 45% of the league's undrafted. So, I, I think, I, I don't know that that peewee football is feeding that many people to the NFL. A lot of guys didn't play their whole life. So I, I just I don't know that you can call it child abuse. I will tell you in the Stansbury household, it would be a conversation between me and my wife, and I would tell her ultimately at the end of the day if my cho- if my son chose to play football, I'm proud. Will I go to the games on Friday night? Of course I will, but I would prefer he play other sports. I would wish that he were playing other sports. A Canton mom was arrested for leaving her kids alone. We'll give you the details on that next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We have Green Day tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Monday night, a Canton mom was arrested after she left three children home alone. 
They were left unsupervised and now are now suspected of burglarizing a home. Tina Gaddison left her 11-year-old and 3-year-old children alone, along with a 5-year-old relative. Okay, so it must have been a cousin there or something like that, when she went to work. That's according to Canton Police. Officers say the children committed a burglary in the housing area that the 5-year-old was found several blocks away walking down the street alone. Gaddison's children were turned over to Child Protective Services. Um, you know, we talked about this a lot, like how old your kids have to be before you leave them alone. I'm willing to bet 11 babysitting is probably not uncommon, right? Yeah. I mean, that sounds, if this was a case of mom gets arrested for letting her kid walk to the park, we'd all be like 11, 11, right. That's that's fine. That's the filter I was putting it through because like at some point, like what everybody's always going to say to people is, well, go to work and provide for your kids. Well, she did. Now, right. you know what I mean? She right. did. That's what she did. She, this wasn't like she went to the bar. This isn't like she was getting high on the corner. Like she was, she went to work. Now, you know, I know what some people are going to say child care. Well, dude, child care can be more than what jobs pay. Oh, yeah. That's you know a huge I mean? problem like, for people. That's a huge problem in America. I, I, I think 11 year old by yourself is okay, but 11 year old trusted in the care Supervising of other kids. It, that's a little bit much. Like, if it was a nine year old and an 11 year old, I mean, maybe. we wouldn't let an 11 year old drive a car. So, being in charge of a five year old, I would think is harder than driving a car. Well, we won't let a 15 year old. Are we going to? Are we going to say fifteen-year-olds can't be babysitters? I um, I don't know what 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 is the line? Because dude, at the end of the day, you're, you fifteen and a half and sixteen. What's the difference? Right. I mean, there's there's plenty of points there where it's like so seventeen and you know and it is just months, a number. Right. It is. It's it's an arbitrary line there. Different kids are ready for things at different ages, and obviously, this child was not ready for this responsibility. And it's really kind of sad that an eleven-year-old would decide to go burglarize a place. I understand an eleven-year-old swipes candy from the grocery store. Sure, I get that. But to break into someone's house. Because I'm just trying to look at it from me being 11. Like, going into someone else's house would be scary. I was terrified of it. It would be intimidating. Like, yeah. And so so the fact that, that, that I mean, that is. What if we get caught? What if somebody's home? What if they beat us right, up? What if right. we, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I had, like, inherent fear of things. But at what point did that go away? Was Although, I 13? Would I have done it? Probably. I don't. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't mean to be one of these people, but I mean, dude, if you grow up in a housing project, you probably grow up faster, right? Yo, of course, of course, that's a fair, that's a fair thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Was and I guess they say burglar, you know, burglarizing this house. Did they go into this house? And uh, I don't have a whole they, lot more info. You know, on, did they steal? That, from News Channel Five is where I'm reading this, so I don't know, and I don't know what the definitions of those are perfectly. To you know right. what I mean, breaking and entering, and robbery, and burglary, and I know there's you know separate things for separate things, but like I don't know which is which there. But I do. Kind of feel for her a little bit. I do. I. I you got to go to work. If she didn't go to work and she lost her job, oh, that God. everybody would be smashing her today right. for for not going to Welfare work. Welfare queen, look right. at her over there, just living off the government. Just keeps having kids, and I got to pay. Right. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like when we find this out, and parents are in a car and they're passed out with needles in their arms, then I'm mad at the parent. But if she's just going to her nine to five, trying to get through the world, I don't know what. We're supposed to do. Now, I know the hardened American will say this. Well, don't have kids if you're not prepared for them. I, yes, but we're here now. Yeah, I mean, no retroactive abortions. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, but, but we're here now, and I don't know if... I, I don't like the government making more laws than, than we need. But at some point, is somebody going to say, like, definitively, until you're here, you cannot be in charge of other human beings? 15, 14, 15... 
I don't know what the number is because it just seems like like you said like it's what's me at fifteen was not prepared for some things that I that other fifteen year olds were prepared for. So making it about a number, I'm not sure is the right way to go. I, I just I know parents are in a tough spot. There. Like a test or something? Like does the kid have to take like a training? Well course is it standardized? Or, because uh, then yeah. obviously it's gonna show biases if it's standardized. So we can't do that. So like I, I don't know. But a test I mean that's what we do for everything else. Yeah, it's what we do for driving. That's what we do for driving. It's what it's the same thing we do for for what concealed carry. It's like what we do for a lot of dangerous things. And I think watching over another human being can be very dangerous. So maybe a test is the right way to go. We do have Green Day tickets. That yeah. shows on Monday. Let's uh, take caller fifteen on those one eight hundred two four three seven six two five. You're off to Green Day. And then we also have a piece of audio here from Hugh Jackson about his players sitting down for the national anthem. We'll play you what he had to say about it. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pegs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for TrueBridge. If you're out to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250 right now and enter the keyword TrueBridge and register today. Qualified applicants will begin their classes on Monday the 14th. I can tell you this, if you're in the new Philly area, they need tons of help out there. So if you're looking to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250, keyword TrueBridge, and register today. Like I said, qualified applicants will start their classes on the 14th. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock is when we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get your first keyword of the day at 8, another one at 9 as well. I believe the Browns are back in action on Monday night. Yeah, Monday night football, Cleveland Browns. I believe uh, they're back in action Monday night. I'm hearing that the team is leaning towards Brock Osweiler as your starter again. Um, and from what we heard from Scott from winningfornextyear.com, that the Cody Kessler thing is over. As it should be. I mean, You think so? Yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun Kaiser closed the gap between him and Brock Osweiler, but I think he jumped, he hurdled Cody Kessler. Okay. I mean, to me, it's all six to five and pick them with all right, three of those guys right, right now. But right. like, but if somebody said to me, Kaiser's better than Kessler, I don't think I could argue it. Well, and at the very least... You you don't know what the potential of Kaiser is. Where with Kessler, it's like we kind of seen the movie. We know what right. you got for us here. So with the Browns getting ready to play another game, and Marshawn Lynch from the Oakland Raiders having sat uh, for the anthem this past weekend, and Michael Bennett now saying he's plans on doing it for I believe the entire season, and he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. And we talked about both them yesterday, and it didn't seem like the country was as upset with them as they were with Colin Kaepernick. And I maintain that it's probably because Kaepernick plays the right position in the NFL, which is quarterback. And a little bit of when you're the trailblazer, when you're the first one to do something, you are going to get the most, you know. And I hate to admit it, but I think the Afro probably pisses people off, right? It probably it probably puts fuel in their tank, which is ridiculous, because there have been plenty of idiotic players of of white ancestry that have like stupid like the boss's haircut was any better than an afro no you know what i mean like it might have been worse, it the, been worse. the mullet might is worse than the afro but i would imagine that i mean i wasn't even michael vick that was on tv saying well dude if you cut your hair you maybe you'll have a better shot at it i mean so i i think there's probably some truth for some people in that and that's why kaepernick makes a bigger splash i think kaepernick a little bit easier of a target too just because 
you can make the argument of he's not as good as the other players oh, he's involved not gonna, in this. He's not going to help your fantasy football team, for right. sure. Right. People want Marshawn Lynch on their team because he's good. He'll probably rush for 1,000 yards this season. So our head coach, Hugh Jackson, was asked about this. And so he, like any other you know member of the NFL, kind of has to address where he stands on it. And here's what Hugh had to say about his players sitting. Well, I think everybody has a right to do, you know, and I, and I get it, but the national anthem means a lot uh, to myself personally, our organization, our football team. I hope, you know, again, I can't speak. I haven't really talked to our team about it. I would hope we don't have those issues. I understand there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, I like to just keep it here. You know, what we deal with, we try to deal with as a team in our closed environment. We talk about things, but uh, hopefully that won't happen. I can't tell you it won't happen, but I, I just know our guys. I don't think that's where our focus is, and we hope the things that are going on in the world get ironed out. Uh, but I know right now we're, we're doing everything we can to, to get our football team better. Hmm. I, um, I think that's probably right. Is that you can respect their right to sit, but you could wish that they stand. And I think I heard this yesterday on Colin Coward's show, and I think he's right about it. Because Hugh Jackson's in his 50s. I think this is more generational than it is racial. And I think the media likes to make it racial. I think we've seen example after example after example of older African-American men who still feel like this is the wrong way to do this. I think this is more generational than it is racial, and I know the media wants to make it racial because then now we're off to the races. Where's where's white people sitting down then? Wouldn't that, if this was just a generational thing and these guys are the same age, wouldn't one of these white dudes sit down? I think a lot of them are probably looking at what happened to Kaepernick and saying, not for me. But I, 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 so Sherman's not. But I, I don't. I don't. But I don't know how other offensive coordinators and head coaches and position coaches who are older who are all saying on record like I don't want my players to do this. I think there is a, a, a there is an aspect of this that's generational. From a coaching perspective, of course, I understand why this is your take. Why this is what you want. I don't want my guys doing that because I don't want the headache in my locker room. I understand that one hundred percent. And honestly, I think. I kind of agree with Hugh Jackson here of like, I respect your right to do it. I wish you wouldn't, but I respect your right to do it. So I have no issue with that part of like his mentality with it is that, well, it is America. Just because I don't approve of something doesn't mean that you, that you can't do it. I wish you wouldn't, though. That's exactly where I am with it. Eventually, the NFL is going to scrap this and go back to the the anthem happens while you're in the locker room, right? Makes sense. Right? Why? Why? I mean, again, I heard that floated on TV yesterday, and I don't know how you don't do that. And again, just to just to quiet everybody down about how bad the NFL is, you're not allowed to do this in the NBA. Remember, Mark Cuban, like a week, like 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 two weeks ago, said, "I'm just glad in our league, your league that won't let players dress the way they want, and your league that makes them stand for the national anthem, your league's no better than the NFL." Mark Cuban, it isn't. So does that lead to? By making them stand for the national anthem, does that lead to the NBA? Is that oppressing their voice, or is that them being racist, or is that them being... I think that's them saying this is a television show, and we don't want the optics of people not being for this country. Is that them making the right call? Yes. Yes. No matter what the problems of your country, you are still lucky as hell to be in this country and playing this sport and making that kind of money. You're lucky. To have done that. Yes, it's about your talent. It's about your talent. 
but you are also lucky. And this place that you think is awful is the only place in the world giving you this opportunity. Is it possible to think that America has room for improvement, but not awful? Can I? Can yes, I but there's also and- room for the NFL to say you can voice that, but from the podium after the game. Not on my field. Not on my field. I, I agree with that 100% that it's their right as an employer. And, by the way, this is we live in the era now where you shouldn't need the game to speak your mind at all. You have Twitter and Facebook, and none of the athletes from the 60s did. That's why they had to do this. There's an avenue now. You have a voice now. Why are you overtaking the television product with it? Now, I don't care. I would prefer you stand, but I don't care if you sit. I'm hearing, and Ian Rappaport has said this, that Lynch has been sitting for the anthem for 11 years, although there's video out there of him standing for it the entire time. So I don't know who's right and who's wrong on that. But I mean, I know I've seen video of Marshawn Lynch standing at the Super Bowl for the national anthem. I mean, you can see it. It's on film. So I don't think these players that are like, I've been doing this forever, are telling you the truth. Ultimately, this is, it's a bad, I understand why you're doing it. And I don't care that you do it. I'm, go- I'm not one of these guys that's like, I'm going to stop watching the NFL. Because no, you're not. Nobody's going to stop watching the NFL. I'll remind you, preseason ratings are up 3.5%. What do you think happens locally if this were to you know, be a part of the Cleveland Browns? I, don't, I think there are certain areas where it's going to ring louder than others, and I don't think Cleveland's one of them. A, your team's not good enough. B, you don't have a big enough star on a national stage to do it to, to cause a problem. For it to matter, we're 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 honestly a a a group of, for the lack of a better term, nobodies, and so like nobody's gonna care what a nobody does. Colin Kaepernick, even though he's not a great quarterback, he was a personality. You did know him, and again, the NFLPA reached out, offered him help trying to find a job, and the people close to Kaepernick said, "We don't need any help from the racist ass NFL." the organization in which he's trying to become employed in. They don't need help from them. This is not orchestrated on the owner's side to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league. I was the first one to tell you, go back and check the tape. I was the first one to tell you, this is all about this chick he's dating. It's all about the girlfriend. And sure enough, that's where it's all from. He doesn't want to play football. He wants to be a social activist. That's fine. It's America. You're allowed to change professions. But what I need the media to stop doing is telling me that the NFL is a racist organization because he can't get a gig. I know that if I were out of work and somebody from iHeartMedia said, hey, we have a history together. Let me help you try to find another job within this company. If I said no, I cannot blame the company for me not having a job. This is about Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend. I was out there early as hell telling everybody that. And everybody, of course, laughed at me. Says where he thinks he knows everything. Yeah. Because most of the time, your boy has it. I think take them all off the field. Take them all off the field during the national anthem. Just solve the problem. I, just, I think you just solved the problem. Because at the, end of, at the end of the day, the NFL is a product. And they need to make money. Or they can, they can make less money like the NBA. You want to do that? You, you want to be less popular, have less ratings? You want to do that? I didn't think so. A woman has no vagina and is looking for a surgery to help her. We'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. 
this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wacom Auto Family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wacom, and I did it because they were able to find me exactly what I wanted and well within my price range. And they can do it for you as well. And if you're a parent thinking about sending your college student back to campus without a car, don't. Right now, Wacom has a huge selection of pre-owned cars on sale. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll send you out to Las Vegas at 8 o'clock for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. You check out David Guetta, Harry Styles, 30 Seconds to Mars, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, slew of others. First keyword, 8 o'clock. We have two opportunities for you, once at 8, once at 9. I read about this yesterday, and I feel terrible for this woman. Kaylee Motes is 22, and she's from Gilbert, Arizona, and she was born with MRKH, obviously an abbreviation, which means she has no cervix, uterus, or vaginal opening. Jeez. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, not having functional genitals would suck, but not having genitals, period, that's even suckier. (laughs) Kaylee, who found out when she was 18 said, when I first found out about my condition, my mom was with me at the gynecologist. You didn't know you didn't have a vaginal opening until you were 18? Yeah, that 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 causes me to pause this entire story of, like, how did doctors not know initially coming out? I mean, like, when you were born. Birth, even. Right. But let's skip ahead even a little bit. Like, where was this during the ovulating, the start of ovulation in your life? Like, right? Like, you should know by 11, 12, 13, you have a vaginal opening, Right. Am I crazy? No, not at all. <laughs> I was like, maybe I don't remember what I'm talking about, but like, I feel like I'm onto something there. I, I mean, I, 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 not to say I wish I could see this woman's crotch, but like, I kind of do because I'm a little confused. Yeah, like, she's like a Kendall. You don't have a vaginal opening. How are you urinating? I mean, like, how, how is, how is like functionality of that happening? She says I was heartbroken and confused when the doctor came in and told me that he did not see a uterus in the ultrasound. I was scared for the future because I didn't know what was coming up next and how would I be able to have my own family one day, she said here. Uh, okay, but that doesn't answer any of my questions. No. Like, that's, okay. You didn't, there was no cause for concern before you were 18 on this? It's weird. I don't get it. She said, I didn't know that I didn't have a vaginal opening until later on because they only did an ultrasound at first. This was even worse when I found out because I already accepted the fact that I couldn't carry my own children, but that just brought another set of worries for me. I went to my mom and said, I don't see an opening. And we both started crying. When your mom was just your diaper, she didn't notice this. Okay. All right. Just again, she's 22 now. They found out at 18, but I like, I would have, I remember being a young kid coming into my sexuality in school. And so what do you do? You start talking to your classmates about it, right? Is this going on with you? What's going on with you? This and that. Like during no sleepover. Did you, were there conversations about the anatomy of a female and you were like, maybe you didn't out yourself, you know what I mean? Because I get that. Damn, I don't have one of those. But you didn't wake up on Saturday morning and walk home and go, mom, we better do, I better, or maybe, maybe you're just so embarrassed that you don't. I guess maybe, I guess maybe. But like I said, but this is all I mean, your mother had you as a child. She dealt with your naked body on a regular basis, bathing you, changing you, doing all those things. How was this not noticed right out of the gate? Yeah, I agree with you. Kaylee, who's been dating Robbie for four months, said it took her weeks to build up the courage to tell him about the condition. But he was more than supportive. 
She continued, he doesn't focus on the sexual side of our relationship because we can't do anything since I don't have a vaginal opening. Uh, put a pin in that. There's still stuff you could be doing, Kaylee. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, Robbie, you know what he's an enthusiast about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Kaylee, you know, what you're, you know what you could be doing right now. She says, I'm looking forward to having a sexual relationship. I'm not sure if I want to wait until marriage or not, but I think having the option will be a lot more comforting to me. And I would, have, I would agree that probably will be more comforting to you. When you're 17 and, you know, you're a hornball 17-year-old and, yep. you know, at no point was there like fooling around with like your high school boyfriend and he was like, oh, because there's what? another sexual right. There's another sexual act that happens before you have sex. Yeah. Everybody kind of goes through the same system. You grow up, you kiss somebody. Then next thing you know, you're doing this. Then you're you know you're using your digits and on things. They're, they're, there's bases for a reason. Like that's where they are. Like I, Jesus, man. Not for Edwin. Edwin goes yard. <laughs> but this. Uh, but I. I mean, I just I'm confused as to how they didn't know before that she was 18. Now, I, I, I'll just be honest with you. Even as you I think s- we're being hoodwinked. Well, it, well, there's a definite possibility of that. But even as like a 33 year old man who has had more than enough experiences with the female anatomy, I still view the vagina as kind of confusing, like and a mystery, the entire, and the entire <laughs> it, thing. It is. Dude. It's a it's a mysterious land. Like where it where, is where my penis. I just know how it functions. I know what it does. I know everything about it. And like. Like, but, but see, I remember my penis functioning. I remember, <laughs> but, I remember that fondly. But, but I, I think I have a good enough understanding of the workings of the vagina to to know that this doesn't feel possible to me. Like it doesn't. As 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 I hear these stories, I'm like, well, how could this wait? How could this have lasted until you were 18? I, we might be being hoodwinked. We might be getting you know the wool pull over. Well, here here's here's what has my suspicions up. This woman's from Gilbert, Arizona, and yet I'm reading this story from a site that's based in the UK. So if this was an American story, wouldn't I be hearing it from American media? Yeah, but I mean, a story like a woman with a lack of a vagina, that's got universal appeal. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I just, maybe I would have thought I would have seen it more than one place. Okay. okay? So that's what has my suspicions up. Since the surgery itself, Anton, is considered cosmetic and therefore not covered by insurance, what? Her sister, Amanda, started a GoFundMe page to raise the $15,000 she'll need for the surgery. Now, I'm going to stop right there. I don't think that this, I don't think you can call this cosmetic. These are working genitals. That's not cosmetic. That's bodily function. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you 100% there. Right. You, you need a vagina. I would absolutely, I think that that should probably be covered, right? I would imagine women feel as if that should be covered. I know well, a lot of women take issue over the fact that, like, Viagra's covered. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's not just for sexual gratification. Like, this is her health. So, no, this totally should be covered. I, I, I would think so. I would, I would yeah, I don't know why that. he wouldn't cover that. But the, her sister did start a GoFundMe, of course. They've already reached more than $4,000, and she plans on having the surgery in Atlanta. She'll end up getting this money. Kaylee said she's upset uh, by the fact that the insurance considers this a cosmetic uh, or a gender surgery. Uh, she added, I have all the correct chromosomes of a woman, so it's not a gender or a cosmetic thing because it's not what's outside that is different. I can't see what I can't see inside what is wrong with me she says. While she may be never able to have kids of her own, her sister has offered to be her surrogate using Kaylee's eggs to fulfill her dream of being a mother one day. Well, Robbie's not interested in that. Robbie, <laughs> dude, Robbie, Robbie just wants to have sex. So she does have like functioning ovaries if she's producing eggs, right? If if that's if that's the the claim there, I'm a, I'm guessing if that's going to be their plan that they know that much. I, I I feel like we're being hoodwinked. People are born 
intersex. People are born and doctors aren't able to tell if you're a boy or a girl right out of the gate. Yep. It's not super common, but it's it's not it as, does happen. It's not as rare as people. It's think going either. to happen today in America. I um I, I I know a girl that I used to work with, and just recently, it was probably a year ago, she came out and said like, "Hey, this is the issue that I was born with," and she's very attractive girl, like very like, and she's like, "Hey, I was born intersex," and like that, you know, has definitely change kind of how Dude, I bet admitting that out loud for the first time was oh, like a relief right oh, I, I'm sure it was the moment before you said it was the most terrifying thing in the world and the moment oh, after you said it you probably felt like the weight of the world off oh dude I remember the day the first time ever I was on the radio and I had said yes as a child a neighbor molested me I had been carrying that inside and never wanted anybody to know didn't want to be made fun of didn't want any of that stuff and the moment I said it on the radio I felt like like 30 years of emotion just like poured out of me and I was like God, I, I, and I remember, I've said this a thousand times since then. That's the first day, from that day forward, I started being a survivor, not a victim. Like and that, that's like the, from that day forward, I became a survivor. And that is, uh, and it was empowering. Now, a lot of people can't handle that because I still get stopped in, in like grocery stores and stuff where women will send me emails and say, look, when you talk open and honestly about that, my boyfriend then came home and said, hey, I was listening to the Stansbury show just so you know, this kind of happened to me too. She's like, you know, people have told me that that can change, but for a lot of people, it won't do that. I feel terrible for this woman. And I don't think it's a cosmetic thing. I think... I mean, insurance costs are through the roof, but I, I mean, dude, for everything else we cover, we can't sneak this in. Like, we can't get her in here. $15,000 is what that's going to cost? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, every operation costs a ton of money. I guess I, maybe, I, ultimately, I probably would have thought it would have cost more. But um, I'm I, I'm still I'm suspicious that we're being hoodwinked. I hope Robbie gets the opening though, because she's hot, <laughs> like she is. She's kind of hot, you know what I mean? Let's, let's get Robbie, dude. The, Robbie's the one that needs the GoFundMe, <laughs> right? I think we're putting the GoFundMe on the wrong side. More Stansberry show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for TrueBridge. If you're out to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250 right now and enter the keyword TrueBridge and register today. Qualified applicants will begin their classes on Monday the 14th. I can tell you this, if you're in the new Philly area, they need tons of help out there. So if you're looking to earn your health insurance license for free, dial pound 250, keyword TrueBridge and register today. Like I said, qualified applicants will start their classes on the 14th. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 1069. About 15 minutes, you'll get hooked up with a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. So you can see Miley Cyrus, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm sure your daughter will be all excited about it. it sounds exciting. You know, that's going to be taken as quit making fun of the company, and it's not. Those are huge stars. It's a big lineup. It is. Get your first keyword at 8 o'clock. Also at 8 o'clock, a uh, member of the Browns doesn't feel as if he's getting enough credit for the player that he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You went 1-15 last year, homie. Show me the resume, bro. Yeah. So we'll give you that at 8 o'clock as well. I do have, uh, according to NewsChannel5.com here, I, I do have some uh, new details on Sam Seipel, the 57-year-old swim coach who was in a courtroom the other day, and what, we have found out he got 
two days in jail, 48 hours, that that's what they were going to do. Like it was, he was sentenced to what, 180? 180. But they suspended all but the two days. And the judge, I believe, I'm going to paraphrase this quote. I don't have it right in front of me right now. But I believe I remember saying yesterday that, that the quote was, spending these 48 hours in jail will, will show Mr. Seiple what it's like to be a criminal, which he is now. And I remember asking this question yesterday, then why not just leave him in there all 180 days? Which, for the record, just so we, people know where I stand, I don't think 180 days is enough. No, for having sex with a minor for, for statutory rape, if not full throttle rape, then yes, 180 days is nowhere near enough. I don't I, I, I don't know who the judge was. I would assume it would be a name that I've heard of before. I think. I mean, um, it's not that big of a city. But I, 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 I'm trying to make you feel like a criminal. Well, then lock him up. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what makes you feel like a criminal. Hey, judge, that's what we do to criminals. Right. Like, that's how we make them feel like criminal criminals is leave them locked up. We leave them in there. Like a guy's going to get arrested or a woman is going to get arrested today selling drugs. Right. And they're going to go to jail for a long, long time. Yeah. And I believe that they should. Right. But I don't know how that crime sends you to jail for a long time and diddling kids in this case doesn't. Right. Right. A, 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 Those don't match up for me. A true head scratcher. It's 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 they're both wrong. I don't think either one of us is denying that, but dude, yeah, having sex with a child feels wronger to me than most things. Yeah. I would agree. So since this story hit the Canton repository, more women are starting to come forward. And they're saying, look, we're coming forward now because we don't want this to be a he said, she said situation. We want people to know that, no, there's a history of this. This is who this guy is. And of course there is. I think you would be very hard pressed to find a situation where that at 60 he breaks bad and sleeps with a kid for the first time. Exactly. No. You've been, in, you've been no. an educator your entire adult life right. to think that this wasn't happening prior to this is, is crazy. Before social media, right. before everybody right. could text each other, before all that, when, when, it, when it would legitimately be like when people would not believe this of a teacher that's when this was go- really going on and apparently back in the 90s this woman is saying she was um she was about 17 when it started he she sorry he knew she was having trouble at home and that's what these predators do it's a lot like honestly it's a lot like what the KKK does they look for young angry boys who have nowhere to take that anger who are probably fatherless at home and they pull you into the fold and make you feel accepted and that's what sexual predators do too ISIS does it as well terrorists yes. that's a very common thing you have no hope you have no opportunities you You're have nothing lost, right. feel angry at the world don't know why we'll show you why right. this is why and I know sexual predators do a lot of the same thing they look for people who are I remember we played the 911 tapes of what's his name from Subway, Jared. Yeah. And he had said, again, I'll paraphrase, we need to look for one we can pull from the herd because that's what it is. You need to look for the loner, and this was happened. The woman said that Seiple began acting inappropriately with her when she was on the Canton City Club swim team back in 95 and 96, and at that time she was around 17. She said Seiple took her out to lunch and dinner and then alienated her from other friends and swimmers. That's what they do. The woman said there was nothing loving about the first unwanted sexual encounter, and it was awful because she knew that she had to see him next day at swim practice. Anytime sexual assault happens, you're going to be dealing with a lot of baggage for the rest of your life. But having, Forever. But having to continue to see that person. To see your attacker. Having to continue to. Take direction from exactly, your attacker. To have, them be your, to, to have them be your superior. To have them be your mentor. Eh, in a position terrible. of power right. over you. Right. Yeah, that, that, would, that would feel 
hopeless. Of course it would take 25, 30 years for you to come to terms with that and be like, hey, I'm going to come out with my story. I can totally see why at 17 you just want to, you know, stick You're not prepared for it. You're just not prepared for it. Deal with it, right? Yeah, you're just not prepared for it. When she confronted him, she said he told her they could make the relationship work and then it was fine. Ew. That's disgusting. That is terrible. The 17-year-old said the encounters continued through the end of her freshman year of college. This is now the woman from the past. This is not the, the, the right. current girl, right? The woman said the reason she came forward after seeing the article is because she originally felt that she was an isolated incident, and now that she knows that someone else was a victim, she now feels obligated to come forward because she knows that people are not going to believe the victim because of the suspect's stature in the community. And there were people in the comment section looking to excuse this as a way as as something that did not happen. Yeah, a woman reached out to me who has some sort of affiliation with Canton City Schools and was like, well, there's parts of it that you don't know about, and then... And blah blah blah, and I'm like, well, at the end of the day, was he having sex with minors? It's all I need to know about. At the end of the day, there is no other justification. I remember yesterday we talked about this because people say, well, you know, sometimes these high school girls are sexualized and they go on the attack and they kind of want to sleep with an older man. Yes, sometimes that does happen in public. Sure. That does happen. I still want the adult to remain the adult in the room and say, you know what? As as and guys will tell you as much as they would maybe like to think about it, you cannot do it because it is morally wrong. I need the adult to be the adult. The kid is always going to be the kid. I, I heard the argument yesterday too of well, sixteen is the age of consent in Ohio, and there's two things there for a sixteen year old to sleep with one another for 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 anybody in a, pow- a position of power that's bunk to, to say you're a teacher to say you're a coach to say you're something where you have a relationship with that student and and well the age of consent sixteen I feel like that's completely inappropriate now other people will make the argument of like well it's the age of sixteen so that nineteen year old who used to date a fifteen year old can still have a sex and i don't care anymore dude the age is 18 it's 18 if you can't wait to 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 have sexual intercourse with somebody until they turn 18 so 19 i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm 19 and 16 no more i'm done with it dude. because of situations like this because, you want the ambiguity out of this. right people use that as like a oh well romeo and juliet relationships and no dude i'm over that 18 is the line when you turn 18 sorry you can't have sex with minors so, anymore so under your plan, what do we do to two 17-year-olds having sex? Nothing? 17-year-olds having sex? Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm but okay if you're 18 that. and you're sleeping with a 17-year-old, now you want them in trouble. I'm asking you're for, to clarify. Up, dude. You're you, in trouble? Once you are a legal adult, once you are at the age of 18, and that's the line we draw on the sand, and you could say, well, they're still in high school. Sorry, you're going to have to deal with that. Or let's make it 19. Fine. Let's say it's 20. Fine. I'm, uh, but there's no more of this gray area of am I allowed to bang a, 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 somebody under the age of, 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 of adult? Hood anymore. You know, no, what? you're not allowed to. I've also said on the program about this before that if you're the kind of person pointing out the loophole, well, technically oh, yeah. she's 16, and that's dude, you know what you're doing is wrong. If you're looking to point to like the case study or like the here's like the, the letter of the law, it's because you're looking to excuse away something you feel as if you have to excuse away. You know what you're doing isn't right. I uh, I am yet to hear the where were these teachers when I was a kid yet to hear that one so I I dude there's just so many things about this that irritate me aggravate me and and honestly it makes me kind of sad that like not only do you know schools now have to vet teachers to make sure that you know you're not hiring somebody who's going to bang out a student but now parents I don't know what age do you say to your kid like hey you can't have sex with your teachers but somewhere along the line 
you know, my like my brother's going to have to have that conversation with my nephew because like uh, how do you not how do you not have that conversation? You have to. Oh my god, I didn't I didn't even think about that. Right? Like you, you like how sad is that? But my brother's got a daughter who's going to be in high school age any minute now right? and like yeah, she's going to be in like the ninth grade here right? some I'm so like I don't Oh my god. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine having to sit down and say, okay, because you got to teach your kids about the dangers of sex and all that stuff. Otherwise, right. you can't just leave them out there in the wind. Otherwise, no. they'll start doing stuff on their own or whatever. So you got to educate them. But you're right. How do you say, like, but whatever you do. Yeah, if one of your teachers Don't starts, bang the principal. Right. If one of your teachers starts rubbing your thigh, you have to walk away. Uh, like, how do, you, how do you have that conversation? Oh and thank God I don't have kids at this moment, dude. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> it's terrible. It is. I, yeah, that's gross. That 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 is that is really gross. And again, I'm with you, guys who are like 22 and have a have a girlfriend that's in high school. It's like you know what you're doing is not exactly great. You know what I mean? Like I felt like again when I was 19, I did. I had a girlfriend who was 17, and I was just like, and I did always feel like I'm being looked at wrong. I understand why at that point in your life you feel You're like so, there's some gray area. So much area. closer together than you are farther apart. I but- get that, but that can't be that. That alone can't be a 19 year old who's dating a 17 year old can't be enough for me to say, you know what? No, well, 16 is the age of consent. Right, that's that's BS. I'm done with that. Yeah, there's a lot of negative coming from from that loophole, and so you're right. It may be time to close that. A certain Cleveland Browns player feels as if he's not getting enough respect on and off the field. We'll tell you who that is and why he wants it, and we'll also send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That all happens next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Scansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity for a trip for two out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival happens at 9 a.m. on the Scansbury Show. It's exciting. Yeah, it would be. I wish I could go. Well, I mean, you could probably buy a ticket. Mm, I believe it's sold out. Ah, son of a bitch. I believe it sells out. Should have, uh, should have, uh, should have acted quicker, Stansberry. Once-in-a-lifetime events have a tendency to sell out. You know what I mean? Even if they happen four times a year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Star-studded lineup, though. You it can win your indeed. way out there. Nine o'clock. Kings of Leon will be there. They're actually here tonight. Playing Blossom tonight. Well, there you go. I wish I could go to that. I actually, uh, I do enjoy the Kings of Leon, but uh, it's a school night. You know what else is tonight? Is Micro Championship Wrestling at Buzzbin. Yeah, I see. I almost want to risk it for that. Because, dude, that's walkable to the house. Yeah. If, if Midway through, if I'm like, eh, it's getting kind of late, I can go home Which you quickly. So I might swing by for one of those matches. I got to imagine that's a sight to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a sight to see, but certainly a sight to see. I, uh, I, uh, I'm I, sure you'd be able to get on that guest list, too. We got the hookup at Buzzbin. We know people. Is that right? Yeah, we know. Oh, yeah, buddy. I can get you in there. I know people. <laughs> yeah, Mike seems to be a fan of the program. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out. I'm reading from our good friends, waitingfornextyear.com, which, by the way, Scott, their um, editor-in-chief, is on loan to us every Monday at 8. That Isaiah Crowell, Brown's running back, is tired of not being considered a top five running back. I mean, I'm tired of not being considered a top five broadcaster. That doesn't make it fact. Like, come on. Now, I don't know that he's not number by number. Okay, I don't. But 
I know Ezekiel Elliott had a hell of a year last year, so that's probably going to be the top pick for most people in the league. Marshawn Lynch is going to make a huge impact in Oakland this year, I maintain. I would want him before I took Isaiah. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, yeah, I would want Le'Veon, yeah. Um, uh, David Johnson. Those are guys that Remind are, me. Um, those are just dudes that I feel like you have an actual opportunity to get into that top upper echelon. Or Isaiah Crowell, dude, you're not even playing for like victories. How do you consider yourself one of one of the top guys on a one in fifteen team? Well, this is all about the Falcons. Devontae Freeman's new contract. He got a five year deal, forty one point two million dollars extension. He's the highest paid running back in the NFL. And Crowell and Freeman average the same amount of yards per carry, which is at about 4.8, waiting for next year.com says. But Atlanta gave their running back many more opportunities. Crowell apparently is tired of not being considered a top five back, and he wants to prove he's capable. His frustration, Fantone, is about the amount of carries or lack thereof. Okay. That he's received during his first three years in Cleveland, according to Cleveland.com's Mary Kay Cabot. Okay. It's just obvious that when you think about it, I feel like it's great for him. I feel like he's a great player. He's talking about Freeman now, and he deserves it, he said. I feel like he changed the market. I feel like it's a great deal for him, and I feel like it's just a great deal for all the running backs who are out there right now and deserve to get paid. So I'm happy for him. Translation. Somebody else just got paid a lot more money. The rest of us are all going to make more money on behind him. I'm in a contract year. I want to make this money. God bless you. I'm, I'm, I'm hating nobody for that. Now, right. But what I will say is, Devontae Freeman last year went to a Super Bowl, right? And I think you will get paid the better your team does, even though... It's a team sport. Yeah. So even if you're great, I think if your team under delivers, the team's always going to be hesitant to pay you. It's going. It, it's 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 very comparable to like, you know, getting into a Hall of Fame where it's like, yes, your individual achievements are important, and but but did you win? Did you did you did did, did your greatness translate into victories? And when you don't have the ability to do that, to question your greatness, to question your worth, I don't feel like is out of line. Devontae Freeman should be a Super Bowl winner from last year. He should be. Kyle Shanahan stopped running the ball in the second half. If they would have not gone to throwing the ball in the second half, they beat New England. All you had to do was keep running the ball. It was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire That's why everybody giving Kyle Shanahan all this credit is like, well, you know, I think Matt Ryan's going to regress now that Kyle Shanahan isn't there. What do you mean? Had he just kept handing the ball off, they win, they win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I think Matt Ryan might, might be better. You've got, and this is the top 10 list of 2017 NFL running backs. You've got Ezekiel Elliott in the number one position. Yeah, that makes sense. He had a huge year. Le'Veon Bell in the number two position. Makes sense. David Johnson from the Cardinals, number three position. Okay, that's why I couldn't remember him. LaShawn McCoy. Oh, yeah, another great guy. Of the Buffalo Bills. DeMarco Murray, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Well, I mean, dude. I, yeah, but that's who they are. Right. I, know. And yeah. I, I mean, like, and I think, you know, LeGarrette Blunt, Adrian Peterson. I think I'm taking all those dudes over Isaiah Crowell. Maybe not Peterson because of the age and the miles on the legs. But yes, I take your overall point. To win me a game today? Mm, I think I am going Adrian Peterson. Oh, I think you, I am. It's, yeah, if you're going to change it versus season versus game. Then, yeah, give me one game to win. I'm probably taking Peterson. Over a season, I worry the body doesn't hold up. But, yes, to win the game Monday night, would I rather have Adrian behind that offensive line than I would Isaiah Crowell? Probably. I uh, I will always go back to Isaiah Crowell and the anti-cop thing that will always make me 
I can't believe that Cleveland forgave him so quickly. I can't believe that he was able to move on from that so quickly. Um, but, dude, you're not scoring yourself any points, in my opinion, saying that, yo, I'm a top five running back in the NFL. And I understand you need to believe that. And you need to be cocky about that. But, like, I don't know, dude. I think I can point out 10 dudes I'd rather have. No one you. is going to look at a team that went 1-15 in and say anybody on there is a top five anything. That's Joe just Thomas. W- whether or not... I- He's the exception. He's the exception to the rule. He is the exception to that rule. He, he is, and there always are. So, yeah, I guess maybe Joe Thomas there. But, again, the guy hasn't missed a snap in a decade. Like, right. So right. there's a little bit of – I know you question whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, but, dude, you're there every snap for a decade. We can rely on you. You're, you're a staple of the organization, the only one. Now, I will tell Isaiah that – all I hear about is how the Browns have the second best offensive line in the NFL right now, which or they will this year, which okay. is of course absurd. Okay. I don't even think they're going to have the second best. They might not have the second best offensive line in their own division, but whatever. I uh, or the, or the AFC as a whole. I would take the Raiders' offensive line and the Patriots over the Browns. That's just me. But he does have a much improved offensive line this year, and he might be able to get 1,000 yards behind that line. And if he does, in a contract year, will you get paid? Yeah. Well, it all depends what Duke Johnson does too, though, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there are a lot of variables that go into it. Now, Atlanta had a two-running back system. They had, a, they had the dual threat in the backfield. And again, I'll maintain, had they just ran the ball in the second half of the Super Bowl, you win. Um, it's tough with running backs, too, because at this point in the NFL, it feels very... Well, they're devalued. They, they are. Um, and you just have to look at the gap between, like, having the number five running back in the NFL versus having the number 11 running back in the NFL. It doesn't feel like there's that much of a gap. You know what I'm saying? Like You now feel like you can get a running back in the fourth round right. for value versus right. like I know Ezekiel looked like a home run and he ended up outside of like his personal issues off the field on the field he you know turned out to be a home run but like most people most teams outside of like a guy that's like that damn good aren't looking to take quarterbacks right. now or running backs I'm sorry I'll tell you the running back I'm very interested to see this year is not one of the Browns, <laughs> but <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, who came out of Stanford, who went to the Carolina yeah. Panthers, I can't wait to see that situation play out. Cam, I think if they rely on Christian McCaffrey, Cam can rebound and have a huge year this year, and the Panthers could be a force to be reckoned with. And honestly, as a guy who's been a little negative on Cam, I kind of want to see him turn it around. I kind of want to see him have another big year. Take some of the pressure off of him. Give him a little bit of breathing room to know you have another offensive stud that can go out there and, and create yards. And yeah. there's going to be the narrative of the great white hype at running back. You don't see that a lot. It's not a position though. You know those guys are known to play. And I remember Brandon... I forget his last name now, but he now plays for the Giants, a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. And he always says, he's like, white wide receivers never get the credit they deserve. He's like, they ne- he's like, those guys that play in New England, they never get the credit they deserve. Everybody calls it system and this and that. And he has always said, he's like, because black athletes don't want to give credit to white athletic guys. And I believe that there probably is some truth to that. But I am very interested to see Christian McCaffrey run this year behind uh, in Carolina, see how the whole thing plays out. Do you think Isaiah Crowell gets 1,000 yards? Um, based on the fact the Browns' passing game probably won't be that dynamic, you're gonna have to rely on it. Yeah, I would assume that he'll probably be able to churn out a thousand. I mean, I, and I mean that's that's one a good hell, year. That's one hell of a churning. Uh, yeah. That's a good year. I would take it, and he's in the contract year. So, I mean, if you're ever gonna do it, this is the year to do it. The co-founder of Netflix has a crazy idea to save his competitor. 
I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Pegs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about four months ago I bought a pre-owned car from Wakeham and they found me exactly what I was looking for, well within my price range, and they can do it for you too. Wakeham.com has over 400 pre-owned cars for you to choose from. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. When you're way out to Vegas, 9 o'clock, we'll give you your next keyword for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Thomas Rhett will be there, Kesha, Judah and the Lion. The weekend, Coldplay, you will be too. 9 o'clock, you get your next keyword. So, a former executive of Netflix who was with the company early on has started a new company. And he's floating an idea to change the movie viewing experience once again. I was going to say, he's already done it once. I mean, Netflix, at the end of the day, has changed it. Oh, God, yeah. And I remember when Netflix first started, they were laughed at. Yeah, all the DVDs in the mail. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, it it was considered to be bunk, and like it'll never catch on, and it'll do this stuff. And visionaries always deal with this. They always deal with, uh, we know our product's good, we're going to be made fun of, it's going to be met with you know um, resistance at first, but then people will will oversee it. Visionaries always deal with that. Well, once it tipped from uh, movies that you got in your mail to streaming, that's when it really took off to me, and that's when I was like, oh, yeah, this is something I want to be a part of. I didn't care when it was DVDs, because like it seemed too much of a hassle to me. I was like, yeah, dude, I don't watch that many, that many movies. I'm not going to do that. Well, but- what happened with the DVDs, and you know, I had an account back then, is they would come to your house, and you'd never watch them. Right. They, they would sit on the coffee table, and it, it, you could keep them as long as you wanted, right. and so you'd be like, well, I mean, I'll keep it, and I'll eventually watch it, but you wouldn't. And right. then you'd want to watch new stuff, but they won't send them to you, so you send them back. But they changed all that, and they just went simply, I don't even think they do the DVD to the home thing anymore no, at all, right? I mean, I, I don't assume. I, I know once they started the online thing, they, they kept both running for a while, but I don't even think you can get DVDs to the house anymore. I'm sure just like, you know, like you said, just sitting there on the table. Oh, it happened to me all the time. Well, and it would turn into two weeks, and then it's like, dude, I owe 28 bucks to watch, you know, some crappy movie that I, I didn't even watch. Like, if you got charged, you know, so it just, it, it felt very, it felt bunk to me. It did. It felt, so, like, once it was streaming, once everything was available to me, you saw so many other, you know, Hulu popped up after that and Amazon Prime right. programming and all these different things. Really, it's because Netflix was the one who kind of led the way there. They're the big dog. Right. I know it, it, it was once upon a time, this was true, I know, the middle of last year, you know, and these kind of metrics can change, but I think it was something like absurd, like 67% of all online activity after 7 o'clock at night is Netflix. That is crazy. That is owning a market share that most businesses will never get to. So Netflix, they're kind of like the big dog. But Mitch Lowe was the guy who was kind of like a co-founder. And he's got a new company that's called MoviePass. And his idea is this. Pay $10 a month and you can go to all the movies you want. Not watch all the movies you want on your on your laptop, but you can go to the theater and see every movie you want for ten dollars a month. Okay. Apparently, it will you'll go see one viewing, 
a day. But I don't know if that means one viewing of one particular movie, or can I go from one to three, see this movie, and then when that lets out, three fifteen, go into another movie. That it doesn't. Another view. Okay. It doesn't necessarily break that down. Viewing to me means one viewing of one product. Okay, that would is what that would mean to me. But they don't really get clear here. But I think that this is a good idea. Now, the movie theaters are already, AMC's already said, we're not interested. And I think it's short-sighted. Yeah. I think it's short-sighted. Now, if you're saying to the public and to Mitch Lowe and MoviePass, we're not in because you want to bargain and raise the monthly fee, I could see that. But if you don't think that this is going to help you, I think you're nuts. Yeah, I understand that. Day one, it's not going to turn into a profit for you. No. But looking at it from like just me and my movie viewing habits, I would very much, I would buy into this because I'd be like, oh, well, then, you know, I can take my girlfriend out. But now it's like, well, babe, why are we going to the movie theater? We've got every movie available to us on Netflix and everything right. else that we want. I'm not going to spend that much money to go to you the can theater. Pause it, go to the bathroom when you want. There's nobody kicking your seat. Nobody's talking to you. Right. And, but, if, if it was this, if it was $10 for each of us and we could go multiple times a month, I would totally do that because then it would be like, well, it's worth it for me. What are your movie, movie viewing habits? Like, How often do you and your girlfriend go to the theater? Um, uh, probably three or four times a year. Like it's much more at home. We probably watch a movie once a week at home. Okay. And if if it were available to me, that's on the low end for most people. But if yeah. it, if it were available to me to go to the theater for that price, I'd probably. So this do would it. make you do it. I, th- I I'd buy into this. What would it be worth to you? Because ten dollars, I'm sure, is an individual price. So if they said to you, okay, we'll sell you a couples package, what would the Fantone household be willing to pay? Twenty bucks sounds right to me. It does. Like twenty bucks, and over the course of the month, I mean, get- it's going to cost you more than twenty bucks to go to the movies tonight. Once, right, right, right. and that's the thing too. Is like, okay, so now you've got somebody, me and my girlfriend, who we're not going to come to the theater. Who don't normally go. Who, who we're not going to come to the theater anyway. At least now, you're, now getting, you're buying pretzels. Right, you're getting and some pop, of our money, and, and then you're getting concessions on top of that. It's better than having none of my money right i as a guy who has argued for years now on the why do we still have movie theaters technology constantly erases jobs in america and i can't for the life of me figure out why the movie theater is impervious to this i can't figure that out there's some stuff that's worth looking on a big screen and and an hd like i get that you make that argument a lot and you're not wrong like i understand why people want to go see like star wars and a Big right. theater, right? But a vast uh, majority of other movies, comedies and romantic... Ro- like rom-coms? Well, for what? Dude, what are you doing putting a theatrical release on that for? So I wonder if we wouldn't be better served with only having the IMAX theaters and only doing big production like Dunkirk and that kind right. of stuff via you know the major theater and moving away from... I can't for the life of me figure out how the movie theater stays in business. It's so much money. I, but it's kids. Yeah, kids looking for somewhere to go and have something to do. Well, even parents who wanted to just see the Pixar movie with their kids, you gotta take six kids, and next thing you know, that's a couple hundred dollars. I um, I I wonder if movie companies will they're gonna have an issue with it just based on like new releases. I wonder if they're gonna say like the movie has to be out for two weeks before this ticket can apply to this. If you want to see the Star Wars movie the night it comes out, the week it comes out, the month it comes out, you gotta buy your ticket once it's been out for X amount of time. Then we'll put it into these. But I I, I just feel like. 
because if I did go see, I mean, the $10 a month, if I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to go see the new Star Wars. I'm going to go see the new Avengers. I'm going to go see the new Transformers. You build a plan. Right. Well, then you've got those three movies in the course of the month there. And I know probably all three of them did come out in the same month. But my point there is like, you've got those three movies for 10 bucks only. So that is going to cut into like the grossing power of these movies. If you did it two weeks out, then you're going to have people who are, you know, at least a little more wiggle room there. Hmm, That's not a bad system. I don't go to the theater a lot. I find the theater to be annoying, to be honest with you. I, um, I've always said this about the movie theater. I would never in a million years open the front door to my house at 9 o'clock at night and grab strangers off the street and be like, come sit on the couch, watch TV. But paying a theater $20 to do that is standard. I also think movie theaters are probably taking the hit on the first date thing, right? I don't know if couples are still doing that. The way they want to date. It is. You're just sitting there quietly with the person. It's a like, good third date. Right. Once you've got a little bit of history and once you've got a little something there. You've but- ate ravioli together and now you can be quiet and watch a movie. I yeah, I, I understand the movie theater's hesitation on ten dollars because I think it's a little too low for what it currently costs. But I know if you said like if you said to a family of four, we'll give you at fifty bucks. You could go to every movie you want to go. For as many kid movies come out every Friday, I can't think of a family in Canton that wouldn't spend 50 bucks on that. So I think they're probably moving towards finding this system. I'm not sure 995 is going to be enough. We got more Sansbury Show for you. That happens next on Rock 106. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. You know, I was going to avoid this, but now I don't feel like it. So we're going to get Hit it. it. But people have been arrested for removing and knocking down Confederate statues in other places in the country. Mm -hmm. And people are upset now that people are getting arrested for knocking those down. And their rhetoric is, well, look, the the country has the sentiment that we shouldn't have these things anymore. What's the problem if we knock them down? Well, because there's a way to remove things. And you don't just get to destroy things just because we're we're going to... uh, eventually take them down. Let the proper people do this. You don't just get to go out there and deface things and then be like, well, the the tone of the country is we don't want these, so we're just going to do it. That's not the way it works. I agree with the sentiment of people who are like, hey, I want to take this down, but I totally disagree with just going out there and doing, and doing it. it on your own. If you choose to do that, there's consequences to your actions in life. Agreed. So if, to think that to think that because you have the moral uh, high ground and that's what you think you have is you think that you yeah. have. The, you think but you, I don't think that's where it comes from. Whether it's moral high ground or just being right about something, like I'm right. I feel like I'm 100 percent right that marijuana should be legalized. If I get arrested for it, I can't be like, well, the sentiment of the country is is that everybody right. thinks that weed should be legal, therefore you can't arrest me. You're still defacing property, right? Yeah. 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 And I would argue that if you feel as if you need to be the one that knocks the statue down, that this isn't about the fact that you feel like they're, they are monuments to oppression. It's that you want to knock something down. I think you just want to be somebody that destroys something. That's my opinion. I could be wrong on that, but I feel as if, if them being taken down isn't enough, you have to do it. It's because you just want to do it. Yeah, there's probably a little bit of like, even if it's not like, hey, I have this desire to be destructive, it's probably I have this desire to be the person who does it. I have this desire to be celebrated. I have to interject myself into this thing. Look at how good I am. Look at how just I am. I'm a good white person. Like, that's where a lot of that comes from. And, you know, I know Twitter loves that kind of mentality. But I've seen this a lot on social media the last couple of days over this. That, well, let's just build a museum and put them in there. 
No. What are you stupid? <laughs> I, I I can't I can't believe people think that that's a good idea. Because three years from now, you know what's going to happen? There's going to be a school bus that goes by the museum, and then somebody's going to be out there on the street going, "My daughter has to ride on the school bus that forces that route past that museum of hate." I can't believe my kid has to go by a building of hatred. Well, that's what the argument is going to be, and you know it. Um, and once that argument gets there, I think, you know, uh, maybe hopefully by this point, common sense would have kind of, you know, returned and people would be, uh, you know, able to have a discussion about things. Um, That's but, funny. But uh, under no circumstance would anybody make the argument of like, all right, well, we're going to build a Holocaust tribute and let's put a, tri- a statue of Hitler up there. But I can understand, like, within, you know, the National Holocaust Museum, why there would be information about Hitler in there. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but you're not going to build a statue to the guy, right? Um, uh, well, whether it's a statue or some other sort of like, you know, there's going to be there's going to be something about Hitler within there, like and Nazis within there. So I, I don't necessarily think that that's way out of line. Where it's like, well, no, I don't want it to be on public square, but I understand. Well, where's the building going to be? There's a a time and well, but within that building, yes, it's going to be in the public, but it's within that building and there's context there. It's not just, hey, here's Hitler. This is give an inch, take a mile territory, right? I believe that here's where I believe. I don't really care either way. So like, I don't necessarily care that the Confederate statues are up. But I don't feel so strongly about them that if somebody else feels like they're like they're, I don't know, like a representation of oppression, I don't feel so strongly about them being up that I feel as if I need to argue with you. If it's going to make you feel better and it doesn't affect my life whatsoever, take them down. I don't care. That's kind of where Stansbury sits on this. That's where I sit. I don't really care. Okay. But I know what will happen. If we take them all down and then we build a monument to the monuments we build and you charge people money to go in and somebody's going to be profiting off of off of the airing and, and the posing of, of Confederate soldiers in there. Dude, believe me, that will be the next argument that faces the country. Is there any we are losing reasonable thought function in this country? Is there any other is there any other enemy of America that we tribute like we do the Confederacy? We would never do this with ISIS. We would never do this with Timothy McVeigh. We would never do this with Hitler. We would never, dude. We don't even have, we don't even have like monuments to like to like the Revolutionary War. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it, it's it's why are we why are we putting these these? The best post I saw yesterday was this, and I, I wish I could remember the guy's name so I could give him credit. But it was like a national writer who said this that the irony and the entire thing about these these Confederate statues is that you know what a Confederate statue is. A participation trophy. You lost. You lost. So the same people that argue, don't give my kid a participation trophy, want the participation trophy to stand in the town square. And the same people who are are are, are supporting, you know, the statue of Robert E. Lee in the name of free speech, you're not. You're the same people who are saying Colin Kaepernick, what a disgraceful right. piece of crap. There, the, there's hypocrisy. You, you're the same people who, if if somebody were to burn the flag, you would say, dude, that's in, that's an insult to every soldier that's ever died. That's an insult to every American who's ever given their life in the line of duty for that. But you're going to carry the Confederate flag, who literally is a symbol of killing Americans, of leaving the nation. I mean, that's what it is. 
I mean, people can talk to me about northern aggression and all that stuff and, you know, uh, you know, forcing your views on another part of the country. But that's not what you're trying to preserve. I said this the day I said this on Monday on the show when I turn on the TV and the liberal media didn't have to brainwash me or anything else. You turn on the TV and you look at the imagery and, you know, it's you telling black people to stay in their place. Nothing more. But I'm telling you, if you build the if you build a museum and you put this all this stuff in there, it's not going to be, oh, thanks for taking them out of the city. Now it's, oh, so now you're going to charge money to go people to go look at this and anybody that goes in there there'll be protesters outside of it and they'll be throwing rocks at people that want to go to the museum and you know that's the way it's going to go with no warning last night or no announcement or anything like that the city of baltimore removed four different confederate statues and they just did it in the silence of night never told anybody they just went out and did it and if you're going to do this that's the way you're probably going to have to handle it from here on out is you can't be like all right well you know coming up august 16th at noon we're going to take down this statue you're going to have to just go do it and deal with the consequences afterwards all right, I, uh, I, I, I'm taking a message here from a female listener who says this, this. These are my thoughts. I'm a female, and females were oppressed and still are. We should take down statues of every man who thought women didn't have any rights, to be fair, and take down the statues of the generals of the American Indian War, too, because they caused genocide of an entire race, and take down Thomas Jefferson statues because he owned slaves and removed statues of those who oppressed gays and transgenders. And the list goes on and on and on. Did any of those people leave the, leave the country? Did any of those people have states leave the country? Did any of those people try to disintegrate the union? She says here, and for those who say the Confederacy was defeated so we shouldn't keep up any statues, then we should also take down the statues of Geronimo and Sitting Bull because they all lost too. I know there are people who feel as if they wanted to dissolve the union. They wanted our country right. to not exist. Yeah, I know. There, there were. There's a huge, huge difference between George Washington and Robert E. Lee, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there, there are differences. There are very, very big they differences in those two. our country. If you don't like it, leave. If you don't like it, leave. They left, and now you're just like, oh, come on back. He, I, I, I'm just, I'm going back to my original point. If you make. A, if you make a museum and you put the monuments in there, the argument then will be you have built a monument to the racist monuments. And it's th- that's not going to make this go, put them in a museum where they should be. That's not going to fix it. Then all of a sudden the protest will just be at the museums. It's about the existence of these things and looking to honor them, not where they are. Stop falling for the BS side arguments on this stuff and stay focused on what actually matters in it. But that's not what America does anymore. That's not what we do. Let's argue about the offshoot arguments instead of the main issue at hand. Building a museum for these does absolutely nothing but make woke people on Twitter feel better, which of course is ridiculous. The final hour of the program and your next trip for Las Vegas. Both happen next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's uh, version of New Tour Tuesday, podcast it right there. I do want to express some comments that I received during the commercial break from listeners via Twitter and uh, social media on the issue of removing Confederate statues. Okay. And again, I, I want everybody to be clear. Okay. I don't really have a problem with them being up and I don't have a problem with them going down. If if other people feel oppressed by them or feel like it's a like a a statue to the oppression that they have suffered, I don't feel so strongly in them being up that I feel like I have to argue with anybody about that. Okay. Okay? So that's kind of where I'm at on that. But Ricky tweeted this in and I believe it does deserve some thought. 
He says, just wait till people find out how many military bases are named after Confederate officers. Look that up. It's a decent amount. And it is a decent amount. Okay? So I asked a couple of the people who are all for taking these things down. I said, what do you think about this? And one of the guys said, we'll just name them after presidents. So I said, okay. Well, it's the Donald J. Trump Air Force Base. You down for that? I'm willing to bet most people who want to take the Confederate statues down aren't going to be cool with naming it after Donald Trump. I would also say that we, if you name them after people who served in the military, I got to be real careful about this because people only halfway listen to the radio. But if you get to the point in the military where you are acknowledged on that kind of level, it's because of the actions that you did. And somebody somewhere suffered from those actions that you did. Maybe for the right cause, but they somebody somewhere suffered from what you did. And they might have relatives who live in the States now. And sooner or later, somebody's going to make that argument. Um... Yeah, but if you're doing it in the name of America, I think that becomes the we look the other way on things. And I mean, whether you feel that's right or wrong, I think that's kind of the standard of America is like, well, you did it for us. So you get a kind of a free pass there. I'm being told instead of pissing all over Dwayne's idea, why not come up with a better one? How do you preserve the history without glorifying their cause? That's my point, Dwayne. We can't anymore. That's my point. Because no matter what you do, somebody somewhere is going to raise their hand and go, yeah, but, and have it and have some excuses why you can't do it. That is my point. You're driving home my point. Yes. I don't necessarily feel like removing things from a public place though, in, in, in the sense of a park or a courthouse or something like that is necessarily the same as scrubbing it from history. I think those can be, I think you can have both things be real, where you acknowledge your history, you acknowledge what happened, but you don't necessarily glorify I it. I once upon a time argue that you don't rename streets because you have to remember the history and from where you come from, and if you don't remember your history, you'll repeat it. But the problem is, people don't drive down a street and go, that's why this is called that. It's just a road that's called something. And they, it doesn't remind you of any of that. It's just the road you drive on. Well, and at that point, it, what, it, why don't we name them after more negative things that have happened in America? I don't ever want the Oklahoma City bombing to happen again, but I'm not supporting a Timothy McVeigh statue in the middle of Oklahoma City. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to advocate for a street to be named after the guy. So right? then another right? listener had this to say. He goes, I'm all for what we're doing right now, but... People forget that Martin Luther King Jr. had awful views on gay people, and nobody, nobody is advocating we take down his statues or change the name of those streets today. I compare that to the same thing as like with Washington, where, yes, I mean, there's shortcomings all across the board, and I don't even... Well... Well, but, but I mean, that's a group of you, people that, but, that have faced oppression. But you show me where Martin Luther King wanted to dissolve the American, the United States of America... And okay. where, where, where he tried to do that. These are still views of, 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 of oppression to a group of people by somebody we champion and throw on our shoulders. I like it. Right? There's, I a, mean, there's a difference between having negative views against a group and deciding to act on it to, 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 uh, to, to dissolve America. If gay America. people hit the street today and want Martin Luther King Boulevard changed, do you have an issue with that? Like I said, when was Martin Luther King an enemy of America? One might say he was an enemy of of residents of America, of citizens of America, over his views. That's to me. That's different than than we are leaving your country. We are we. So bigotry's okay. We 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 can have a statue to bigotry depending on whether or not it's the bigotry we like. 
I, I no, it's 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 when you it's when you decided it's when the Confederacy decided they were their own country. That's where the line in the sand is. That's when you became an enemy of America. So it's not me. about the person. It's not, and, and no, and that's the thing is, it's not that I think that like, oh, dude, every every southern every southern soldier was this evil entity, and everybody from the north was this like godly figure. No, there's evil and there's evil and good on both sides of every single war. Well, then couldn't I argue, man? The, the, couldn't I argue then that some of these generals and some of these statues that we have, and again, I'm just doing this for the sake of the argument, that there were good in them and that maybe that's why they're up and not for the bad? So what... So you're, Because that's what people are so going to tell Jefferson me. Hold on! That's what people are going to say to me about MLK today is that we're, we're highlighting the good, not the bad. So Jefferson Davis, we remember him as a good what? I'm making the argument. I'm not saying this but, is my... Quit attacking me like this is my side. But I have to present it, okay? And there are going to be people who say this today who are right about it. Robert E. Lee was a good what? Well, again, I don't view it that way. But, okay, then I'm asking the hypothetical, not you. I'm saying to the broader you, what are we remembering Jefferson Davis for? Well, I mean, yeah, that, I, again, I, you're putting me in a situation where I can't answer your question because I agree with you. Okay, but to, to, to say that these views, that this kid wrote a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King. Here's was his response on this kid coming out to the, to the good doctor. Right, the type of feeling that you have towards boys is probably not innate to Tennessee, but something that has been culturally acquired. King wrote, "You are already on the right road towards a solution since you honestly recognize the problem and have a desire to solve it." Did he say that you're less than human? You're three fifths of the human. I deserve to own he you. He calls it being a problem, dude. You can't split hairs we, with this but, stuff. But we can't look back on something. If you think that Abraham Lincoln did what we're doing now, but if you can't, if you if you don't think that Abraham Lincoln didn't think that black people it, there there wasn't the call for like equality in the sense of like you know what now that the civil war has happened everything's going to be exactly as it should be equal equal laws there no there's there's certainly points where you can point to I mean even like even Abraham Lincoln of of where he fell down from what our standards of today are when it comes to race relations all I'm saying is this you, this is my point on this is that today the people on the left side of politics want these statues taken down but when somebody hold on when somebody hits the street and says you have to do it equally on the other side and they go to look to take the, doc- the, the Dr. Martin Luther King statues down and rename the streets, you know what the left's going to say? Get over it. That's what the left is going to say. I don't think there's equ- I don't think it's an equal thing between having what we view as antiquated views on homosexuality or race or any of those things that's not the same to me as deciding that we are going to leave the country and fight a war for the right to own people. It's still giving praise to a guy who held what would be considered today to be awful views. We would never highlight somebody today who held that view. But because he tried and did a fantastic job of moving the narrative on his people, we exalt him. And I believe Dr. King was more good than he was bad. And I believe that his view on gays was the best knowledge that they had at the time, or at least they thought that. But at the end of the day, it's still an oppressing view, and we have statues to the man. Do you view that same of Robert E. Lee? Yeah, I but that what, he did more good than harm. No, 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 no. I thought you were asking me the same thing of whether or not they should. Neither one of them should have a statue. But what's good for one side needs to be good for the other. You don't get to tell the other side that their reasoning doesn't matter. What am I supposed to do? Tell gay people today, shut up, gays. Your your cause doesn't matter. We're too busy dealing with this now. Is that what I say? I bet most people didn't even know Dr. King had said that. Because people don't constantly tell you what he had said. The way they do it with this. 
they should probably come down. Is, I'm remember, I'm not the guy arguing against taking them down. Is there any other celebration of the Confederacy? Is there anything about that where it's like, well, this was the this was the redeeming thing about about them leaving the country? I don't believe so. No, I don't believe that. I believe that the North was on the right side of this. So, like, that, I guess, is where the line is for me. Is if you can point to, say, hey, this is why, this is why, you know, Jefferson Davis is valid outside of all, what he did in the Confederacy. All I know is I'm constantly told that Martin Luther King Jr. was on the right side of history. But when it comes to the gay history in this country, he was on the wrong side of it. And, like, dude, we're, we're going to name, we're going to name that. Now, so, so now the answer is rename army bases over past presidents, like Bill Clinton, who sexually assaulted a woman in the White House. It's not as cut and dried as you want to make it. It's not as simple as that. You can't do this stuff off the top of your head. Presidents, all of a bunch of them, have had horrible history. So you can't just well make them presidents. Really, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump Air Force Base, huh? That's what you want? Okay, I'll remember that five years from now. I'll remember that. You don't want that. You 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 want what you want, and you don't want the other side to have what they want. But I don't know what I tell gay people today when they start hearing about this and go, "Oh my God, I didn't know that." You're right. I don't I don't feel as if I should have to drive down Martin Luther King Boulevard today. I don't feel as if I should have to do that. And again, this is where I always remind you, dude. Hillary Clinton didn't come on to gay marriage being good until 2014. Go read her history at it. Go read Bill Clinton's history on blacks being super predators. You can't just rename stuff. You got to be careful. These people that you think were good weren't as good as you remember it. That's revisionist history too. Okay. Again, I'm not arguing that we shouldn't take them down. I'm just telling you, we do stuff all over the place and we don't necessarily look through the entire history of it before we do it. And it's true of Martin Luther King right here. Do I believe he was a good man? Do I believe there was more good in his heart than bad? Absolutely. Did I, do I believe his people needed him to champion their cause? Absolutely. But he held negative views about other citizens in America. And if that were true of somebody today, we would never name a street after them ever. It would never happen. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com and can be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. Your next chance at a trip for the iHeartRadio Music Festival happens at 11 o'clock on Rock 106.9. It's going to be a good time. You're going to go. Yeah. It's Vegas. Vegas is normally fun. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun. You know what? Speaking of what, my brother called me last night while I was asleep. I should probably call him back today. I wonder, every time my brother calls me, I'm like, oh, God, did my mom die? <laughs> I would imagine he probably would have called me a couple of more times and woke me up. Yeah, probably the case. But I should check in and find out what the hell he wants. Oh, I'm so depressed right now, Fantone. Why's that? This woman just posted. You know how Facebook does those memories? Yeah. Well, apparently her memory from eight years ago is having met me and taking a photo with me. Huh. And of course, I'm honored by that. Right? Course, yeah. She was like, it was my bachelorette party. Look, this happened. I even met, you know, Stansbury, which was like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, so I'm happy about that. But I'm like looking at this photo. And dude, I was thin. Jeez. Like, dude, I look good. Skinny. Yeah. Baby. I mean, we can't go necessarily that far, but I looked. Well, here. I, no, I've seen the picture, buddy. Oh, oh, you've seen it? Oh, I've seen the picture. Now, I got to ask you. I am so much thinner there than I am right now. Was that um, discipline in the sense of diet and exercise? Was that drugs in the sense of, dude, I don't need to eat anything. I'm high on drugs all the time. Or was that poverty? I can't afford to buy food. Eight years ago was what? I'm betting drugs. (laughs) Well, unsafe bet. I 
<laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the odds are. I don't know if you'll cover, but yeah, I mean. You, you can't. I mean, it wasn't not that. I, I probably right. Um, I don't know. Um, it could have been unemployment. Okay, that could have been. It's a great diet plan, dude. Being yeah, poor, yeah. it's 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 a fantastic. Oh, diet dude, when plan. I first started at NCX, you could pour me in the drain. I had I, like I hadn't worked in like a year and a half, and it, yeah, oh yeah, I was broke. But that's, dude, that's depressing. I even said to her, I was like, I could never get in that shirt today. Ever. No, no, dude, you, you certainly could not. No, I popped a button off shorts this week, um, last week. Um, that was um, depressing. I think it was, I don't know, it was when we came back from, from vacation, it was Stansberry shut the mother down yeah. routine. What, what's what's happened? Give us an update. I, uh, dude, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have the dedication to it the way I once did. Like, normally when I do it, I'm all in and I can't be broken. But, like... Like yesterday, I swore to myself, I'm not going to eat this. Right. I'm not going to do this. And then something happened in the in the day that made me unhappy. Okay. And next thing I know, I'm walking down the street and I got three slices of Napoli because of it. Like I just it's like, what am I doing here? I, I, I didn't even want to do this, but it was so good. I know that this is a like a dirty word nowadays, but like something triggered you, something like made you snap, <laughs> something made you like Well, the other day it was um, like I was bummed out over the fact that I had to get um some body work done in my car. Okay. Now North Canton Collision is going to do it. It's, it's all going to be great, but nobody wants to spend that money. It's a little bit of stress on that, right? So yeah. it was a little bit of stress on the financial end of it, where I was like, "All right, yeah." I mean, don't get me wrong. It's you know, it's well within bounds of what it should be. Right. You just don't want to have to do it. Right. And so like there was a little bit of me that was like, "Oh man, now I got this, and you were going to do this, but now you aren't, and now now you're going to do this instead." And so then yeah, I ate that day too to like kind of make myself feel better. I um I think what you're I think a big problem with what you're dealing with is is boredom is oh god you, yeah you don't have anything to fill up that time. Dude, I'm so bored recently. So it's, it's so it's like, well, either I'm going to go play golf, and there's probably only so much that you're going to get out of that because you do it so frequently. And fast. I mean, if you right. go play by yourself, you're talking an hour and a half tops. Or, or, and then you're like, now I'm hungry, and now I'm bored again, and what am I going to do? I'm going to... Or you play 18, and the only thing they have to eat there is hot dogs at the turn, so next thing you know, you have a hot dog, and then, well, I might as well get Taco Bell on the way home, and then, you know what I mean? Like, that's what happens to me. And I, I, I've seen this in other things with you, so I assume this has to apply to your diet, but if one thing derails if you do have that hot dog some people would be like dude okay you had that hot dog you cheated for the meal or no i cheat the, the rest of the day you're done dude you're for out. the rest of the you're day out. unless i'm on track and i you and i pick a cheat meal then i'm good at it and you specifically say but i haven't been able to i haven't been able to stay on track recently you haven't been able and probably haven't been able to Put in enough time of staying on track that's when you deserve a cheat meal because that's the no, thing. That's some, it. Some people are like, oh, well, dude, I've been dieting for 12 hours. Dude, I totally deserve this no, cheat no, no, meal. No, 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 no. Honestly, I normally, when I start my diet, I don't give myself a cheat meal for a month. Right. I was going to say, you give it 12 weeks and then it's like, okay, you've done something there, but we all have this mentality of like, well, dude, I started it today. This is so. what's been happening to me here with Linda and the donuts. Yeah. Like, I'll start on like Tuesday. I'll get to Friday. I'll eat great Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll get to Friday morning. Linda brings donuts. Next thing I know, I'm at like, the pizza buffet at the noon. It's like I got son of a bitch, Linda. I have, <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's her fault. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it, oh, no, dude, my self control has nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's the old sugar pushing drug dealer I got answering phones at the front desk. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Bringing me the apple fritters, just constantly pushing them on me. But that photo, honestly, looking at that photo, depressed me. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I mean, it's not like I'm going to lie and be like, yo, eight years ago, I wasn't in better shape than I am now. But I saw that and I was like, oh, this might derail the whole damn thing. <laughs> like this thing, this, this, this ship might hit the bottom. So it's noticeable. Well, I mean, yeah, dude. Yes. But dude, it's eight years ago. Of course, man. I mean, like I said, you could look at a photo from me from eight years ago. I totally, I mean, look different. Getting old, buddy. We're getting old. Old and crotchety. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I slept wrong last night. My neck hurts. <laughs> right. I can't move my neck. Right. Jesus, dude! <laughs> Smell like Ben Gay and 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 and, and, uh, and, and powdering everything up, dude. Gold Bond, yeah, dude. You're getting old. I'm just a fat walking icy hot commercial. <laughs> That's all they're gonna have. And it stands for icy hot. Oh my god! How do I not kill myself today? I don't dude? know. I don't know. This, that one's not gonna be on you, my friend. I don't Dude, somebody give me the hotline. I need the hotline. Like, I'm already sitting here thinking about it, like being depressed about the fact that I can't stop eating. And I'm like, well, what are you going to eat to get over that? Yep. That's the only way. Only way out is through. What broke me the other day is I was like, I had been doing good. And then I stopped. I was playing golf. And then Lobies was like close to like where I, where I had been playing golf. So I was like, all right, we'll just stop there and get something to eat on your way home. And then I was walking in. I was like, dude, this is a bar. Like, there's not, you're not going to find, I mean, don't get me wrong. The food's good, but you're not going to find waste healthy things there. Well, so the next thing you know, I'm on the patio. I'm like, yeah, just give me the fish tacos and that tall beer, and it just, it, dude, it went off the rails. Yeah, I can, I can, I can sympathize with that. That like you're at the bar, you don't want to order a salad, but I can guarantee you would have been there, or at the very gotta least, gotta be careful with salad, dude. Salad's not always as healthy as people think. And, you put dressing on it, you might as well eat ribs. And well, I mean, I'm sure they had a locale option. I'm sure if you would have said, hey, you know, what do well, you? She guys didn't have? tell me that. Um, and, and 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 what I will say is, even if you do decide, eff it, I'm going to eat the whatever it is. I'm going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat the fish tacos or I'm going to eat the burger or whatever it is. Um, you don't have to eat all of it. <laughs> it's like you could have been like, all right, I'm going to make a bad decision, but I'm going to try to limit the 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 negative you know aspect of that bad well, decision. Well, dude, if I thought that way, I wouldn't make bad decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? What kind of dude, that's some new age common core gorilla math I don't know about. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like when an addict, how they can't understand how people will leave half a glass of wine at dinner, too. Like, don't drink it all. It's the same way, dude. I'm a food addict. Sugar, dude, I didn't land on sugar. Sugar landed on me. <laughs> that, that's what happened. It was force fed to me by my parents, and now my life's out of control. I saw that photo, though, dude, and I did. I wanted to go home. The moment I saw it, I was like, I cannot believe. And here's the thing. Back then, I thought I was fat then. All right. All right. <laughs> Should we play an Adele song next? What are we doing right now? Fat chick calls it. Call him in. Just what's going on? Why? A fat chick is hosting it. Why are we going to talk to more of them on the phone? We'll end the program next on Rock 106.9. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's new uh, Tour Tuesday, you can listen to that there. Podcast it there. And I bring this up because I just took an email from Tyler O'Rall. And he says, I'm the real drummer from the band Hollow District that you played yesterday. Oh. Oh. And... You might remember it was like two weeks ago, a guy was like trying to like back me into a corner to play his friend's band, and yeah. I said I'll never do it. Well, he got one by the goalie, because he emailed me and told me he was the drummer of this new band. I listened to the song, felt like, yeah, let's get it on the radio, and I had forgot about the connection between the two. Uh, so this drummer that was telling me, he's like, that Mitchell Kaufman dude who was emailing you, he's like, I've never met that guy. He's like, so as he's trying to like 
give you press on my band and like upset you about my band. Just let me tell you, I've never met this guy and I have no idea why he's out here harassing you about my band. But thank you for playing it. We have some other stuff that we feel is a little bit further down the road and more put together. And we have a show November 4th at the Vortex in Akron. And he's like, I hope that, that the actions of that idiot Mitchell Kaufman aren't going to stop you from maybe playing us again on New Tour Tuesday or maybe coming out to our show. Well, I'm not coming to the show, but I, <laughs> that, that's, that's not happening, okay? But it, his ignorance of calling me names and online harassing me, I'm air quoting that because how pathetic is that for a grown-up to say, but online harassing me will not prevent me from giving your band exposure any further, especially now that I know that you don't have any connection to him. But that guy, I mean, dude, I should post the screen grabs I have of that guy's messages. The awful things he said about me and to me because I was, he's like, you owe this to us. What do I owe you? I don't owe you anything. You know what I owe you? My opinion is what I owe you. That's what I owe you. That's all that I'm required. Now, I try to give you a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, but you also got to play four play by Boston, too. So don't forget about the Boston. Tyler's all upset. Somebody's out there, you know, taking up the cause for his band. And he's like, this guy's, you know, causing negative reactions for people of my band. He's not even he's like, I never even met the guy. So that story is just getting weirder and weirder by the moment. I've, dude, I try not to block people on Facebook and Twitter. I really try because I feel like, again, that's the actions of like a 15 year old. But this guy, this Mitch dude, he might get it. Um, I, I've only ever had to block one other person on Twitter before, and it's because they did go too far and were talking about raping my my niece, who's like 10 years old, and I was like, okay, that's too far. I don't need to engage with people who do this. And so like that's the, so there's been one person, but this this other guy, dude, he's he's on the fast track, and it's good to hear from the band who's like, look, man, that guy does not represent us in any way, shape, or form. But their song actually was pretty good. It was called All Eyes on Me, and you can hear that at WRQK.com. Apparently, uh, I was just told in the hallway that our boss wants us to call him. Yeah. I don't know what about. I don't know what the Well, it's not going to be good. No. <laughs> it's never going to be like, hey, man, you guys showed up today and you killed it. That's, dude, that's just not his management style. <laughs> not at all. So, like, I don't, I don't, uh, this is, uh, did we already had this meeting on Friday. You already yelled at us. I wonder if it will be a further continuation of that, or maybe this will be all new. Boom! Here's here's some new issues. For maybe you. something exciting is happening at Rock 106.9. Mm, I think we've already happened, buddy. It's about nine forty-seven. <laughs> That's about as exciting as it gets. Right? No, no, there's more excitement still to come. Eleven o'clock, you can win your way out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's way more exciting than either one of us That's is. True. That is way more exciting. So stick around at eleven for that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, six a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. They repair every make and every model. North Canton Collision also has 24-7